What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy Marty Bent here for another edition of Rabbit Hole Recap. We've got Matt back in the studio, back on solid ground here in the United States. Not that you were not on solid ground in Hong Kong, but it's nice to have you back stateside. How was your trip? I was in rendition. That's a, always a plus. What? I don't know. When you go to China, you know, I feel like you're a known Bitcoiner. Really? It's probably like the one last good opportunity to go to China before the next bull run. Yeah. What'd you think? It was it was pretty badass. We were in Hong Kong. Yeah. Hong Kong's a really badass city. How was... Uh, it's like New York City in Asia. Yeah. It's how like, was the uh, the documentary? It was like no zoning laws, so they just go really high. <laughs> it went really well. It was fun. The I've just been wrecked by... I never thought jet lag was a thing, but the 16-hour flight plus 13 hours uh, time difference just completely destroyed me. Dude, I was wrecked when I went to Paris. I can't imagine... Um, going all the way to Hong Kong. Yeah, Europe's a Europe's a piece of cake compared to this. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're back. Glad you had fun. We've got a lot of topics to talk about this week. Um, before we do that, though, Honey Miner's back as a sponsor. We got them back, and they got a big announcement. Our friends at Honey Miner, uh, new product announcement: Honey Miner Max for Linux. So you freaks out there have had Linux hard hardware have been wanting to participate with Honey Miner. Uh, you can finally do this uh they've finally launched the linux product so honeyminer max um you go to honeyminer.com slash labs to get started it's compatible with ubuntu 16.04 ubuntu 18.04 or cent os 7 um, zero fees no account required bitcoin payouts every two hours that's every two hours and profitability around 10 percent above market value no fees no account required bitcoin every two hours and 10% above market rate, or market value, excuse me. Seems like a good deal to me. You auto mine the most profitable shitcoin at any given time, and then they automatically dump it for Bitcoin and pay you. So, Doing a great service. You I use like, your GPUs to, to help Bitcoin out. Yeah, and they're holding strong with the KYC. A good, a good, clean way to get Bitcoins. Yeah, there's no, there's no KYC. No KYC. Um, and this is actually a step above their other product because it's more of a beta product for advanced users. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all command line. There's no GUI, but uh, yeah, you're playing around with it, weren't you? Zero percent fees, no fees. That's crazy. Uh, for now, I'm assuming they're just trying to like bootstrap it, but it's like a really easy way to you know you connect a bunch of GPUs and you connect it to a little Linux box, run this, and they're just automatically dumping Bitcoin into your account. You don't have to worry about which coin you're mining at any given time. They just handle all that for you. Yeah, so definitely go to honeyminer.com/labs. Check it out. Uh, doing really cool stuff. Any of you freaks with Linux machines out there, give it a try. Shout out Honeyminer. Um, we spoke last Friday. We're meeting on Fridays now? Are we switching our schedule up? I kind of like this Friday happy hour with uh, Matt and Marty. I like it too. I like it. I like it. My uh, wife works from home every once in a while. Every... We, could, we could play it by ear. Yeah, we'll play it by ear. Keep changing it up. Keep them guessing. Yeah. It's been, uh, been a long week. Since we last spoke, I can't believe it's only been a week. It feels like it was a month ago at this point. Feels um, even longer for me. It's nice to see your pretty face again, though. Yeah, right. That remote, that remote stick is. Uh, it's tough. It's the, the, the rapport isn't there. You need. And we also had like bad Wi-Fi between two hotels. Yeah, I think uh, different continents might have been spied on while we were having that conversation. But I think we got over it. I kind of hope so. Like, I'd be you know, it'd be nice if they recognized our greatness and. That'd be cool. Spying on us. Yeah. Well, I lost uh, lost you towards the end of that episode. Had to cut it short. Apparently, you were screaming 
uh, asking me if I could hear you. I couldn't. Sorry for cutting us short. If you had anything, anything else to talk about, it was a. Uh, it's going to be a little piece of RHR historical gold right there. <laughs> okay, so you want to intro us with the price? What's today's date? Today's date's January twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. The we, price is like thirty five hundred something. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty range bound for the last week or two. It's at thirty six fourteen right now. Um, yeah, it's been pretty range bound since January 9th. It's been in this tight range. Um, so yeah, right now, uh, the XBX trade block index is quoting at, uh, $3,549.78. Been pretty boring. Yeah, we could save the, we'll save the price talk next week. We're going to have Murad in so he can, uh, Murad's coming back. He can draw your lines in your, in your, in your ears. We're going to eat some steak. I'm very excited for next very, week. Very delicious steak. Yeah. Um, but beyond price, a lot of uh, geopolitical stuff going on this week. Uh, let's start in Venezuela. Venezuela, we always have a keen eye on what's going on there, and it seems uh, as though there is a coup this week, uh, if you will. Some people are calling it a coup. Who knows what happens? It's like a half coup. Yeah. Trump uh, declared uh, the, uh, uh, what would you call it? Um opposition president whatever it is and i think this is like a perfect situation where it probably did more that probably does more harm than good like the most sketchy part about this other dude that i don't really know anything about is that all these you know trump and all the like bolsonaro uh endorsed him too all these endorsements kind of make it more sketchy but uh yeah there's a there's an opposition leader it seems that is trying to use the Venezuelan constitution to depose Maduro. And and the big thing that Maduro has going for him, he's got the army on his side, and he's not going to go down without a fight, it doesn't look like. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find this guy's name. I didn't prepare well for this. I'm sorry. It's freaks. with a G. It's Guaido or yeah, something like that. I Guaido. Guaido. Um, so Guaido apparently is a Bitcoiner. He's been talking about Bitcoin. Well, you talked about it in 2014. He had yeah. one tweet about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it does get into this this weird sort of idea of uh, I don't I feel a little dirty of Trump just like uh, claiming this guy's president in the tweet. And it was like very organized within like 15 minutes. Yeah. There's like 20 different countries all said it. Right. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, you know, as much as you hate Maduro, it's like, but it's just the best way to do it. They were know. absolutely in communication. You know, it was they knew that Maduro wasn't going to just step aside. They wanted, you know, they needed to go through this like formal process of recognizing a different government to lock up his assets and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was, uh, and I'm very confused as like an outsider looking in. I've seen many videos. Uh, on Twitter over the last couple of days, uh, both in favor of Maduro and in favor of Guaido. Um, from what I hear, a lot of people are like apprehensively optimistic, but uh, I really don't know. I don't have any intel on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel wrong, like making any kind of any kind of statements. But, you know, I, I think objectively Maduro is is a very shitty leader. So. Obviously, or I, I, I guess is a yeah. I mean, I, I think it's objective, but let's just call it subjective. But whatever. Yeah. Look at the currency. The currency is just a fucking mess. The economy is a mess. 
Um, but the one bright spot is that local Bitcoin's volume is sitting near all times highs measured in Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I'm pulling that up now. Um, no, no, let's check another. Ooh, local Bitcoins, or excuse me, Coin.Dance fixing up their site so we don't have access to the chart at the moment. But uh, well, a while ago, Lawmaster did the U.S. version. I think it's sitting around all-time highs in, in measure, when measured in U.S. dollars as well. Um, you know, it's a perfect example of, of Bitcoin giving people an escape route, whether that's corrupt government officials or regular people. It's, it's a mix of both, um, most definitely. It gives, it gives you a way out of your, your national currency if your government is just completely inept and can't, can't handle it. Yeah. And again, this isn't a panacea for Venezuelans. Bitcoin in particular, um, it is a tool that can be leveraged uh, by good and bad people, as Matt pointed out. The, part, the particularly interesting thing here is that Venezuela already has a major, major state mining operation, like probably top five in the world. And this is actually, uh, thank God you brought that up, because this is something we should definitely bring up uh, while we have Venezuela on top of our minds. They cannot get their gold back from the Bank of England. Like The Bank of England is old. They can't repatriate their gold back. It's not like your keys, not your gold. Not your keys, not your gold. It's $1.5 billion worth of gold, I believe, uh, that Venezuela Maduro in particular was trying to repatriate back to Venezuela. And Bank of England is just like, nope, we're uh, not going to give you your gold. Uh, which is like, hey, yeah, like he's a pretty terrible dictator. But it does get into that question. It's like, ah, like... Not your, not your, not your vault, not your gold. Yeah, I mean, gold has a major custody issue, right? Like, it's really hard to transport. It's really hard to store securely. Yeah, it really and shows gold's Achilles' heel when compared to Bitcoin. Exactly, and so even if you're like, if you're in Venezuela right now, you're a corrupt government in Venezuela, and and you have a large amount of gold reserves being held, you know, foreign gold reserves, and you have Bitcoin reserves. Even if those Bitcoin reserves fall a half falls 70% because of volatility in the short term, at least you still have access to it, right? Like you have something, it's way better than nothing. There's a major advantage and you could transfer it all around the world. You can pay for things and yeah, exactly. This is probably a glaring uh, example of why the gold standard failed eventually is because governments confiscated all the gold and centralized it in their vaults and very few people around the world dictate who gets it and when. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, so Venezuela, again, uh, any of you Venezuelan freaks, if uh, you want to reach out, give us some information on the ground, if you're even listening to this, I'm sure. I think uh, we have a lot of Venezuelan listeners. Yeah. We definitely have a lot of Venezuelan uh, tweeters. Yeah, um, we got to get it. Twitter's a great way to to get get some kind of glimpse into, into that world, and I try and boost them whenever possible. Yeah, and Alejandro Machado was um tweeting out about uh like bitcoin venezuela fund that uh you can well, donate we have, well btc vent yes we btc vent. on the pod in the past i actually linked a project in in the sh- uh in the agenda that they they're running right now a MeshNet project really? that is is a it's a more open setup than gotenna okay um uh it's tiny it runs, it looks like, it's almost the size of like two two SD cards. Really? Uh, and it's just very low cost, low power consumption. 
uh, easy for them to mass produce and allow them to send messages and Bitcoin transactions without any kind of uh, formal internet or cell service. That's pretty dope. So um, that's BTC Ven on Twitter at BTC Ven. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're in. I think they're in the testing stages right now. Well, yeah, uh, they have. Uh, they have. You have the ability to donate to this cause. So if you have a, a few shekels to spare, it's a good they cause. accept lightning. They do. Which is pretty cool. Lightning. They were like way ahead of the game in accepting lightning. Um, yeah. Um, so to more cheery news. A lot of good demos this week. I wrote about it in the Ben on Monday. Lightning game demos are starting to really pique my interest, Matt. Uh, there was one in particular uh, of a shooting game. Uh, I forget who exactly demoed it. I wrote about it. I should know his name. <coughs> but, excuse me, you use Lightning Network microtransaction paywalls to like, get access to, to a wall in the game. And users, and since... He released that demo. He's released more and more. He's been iterating on it, like, and making it so like users on Twitch can interact and pay for like monsters to come attack him and stuff like in the game, and just like really uh, getting creative with the use cases that could be enabled with Lightning Network and gaming in particular. Ever since I discovered Bitcoin, I wanted to be able to play a first-person shooter type game, like a Counter Strike. Um, or maybe like even like a Fortnite, which isn't formally first-person shooter, but you get the idea. Where every kill you make, the person you kill pays you a little bit of money, with no KYC or anything. So some like kid in like Singapore that's just like fucking dirty, at can can bring home like enough to feed his family just from like killing noobs in America online. Like <laughs> it's like the future of gambling to me, and the future of gaming and. It's just fucking badass. Like, that's way cooler to me than, like, buying skins or something. Right. Um, and I think, like, we're closer to that than ever because of Lightning. Uh, and particularly with games right now, it's it's more easy to publish than it's ever been before to be, like, an right. upstart. No, and that's, like, the interesting sort of thought experiment I found myself going down, like, thinking about how this is going to grow. And in the bent, I was... Uh, like ah, uh, maybe like somebody like Sony would implement this to make their payments easier, but they probably act as a payment processor, make a lot of money from that. So it's probably going to be more of an indie game. Yeah, all these these big companies can't because there's too much there's too much legal exposure for them, and they they have no reason to. They're already making money. Like for instance, like like Fortnite. I don't know if you know how Fortnite works. Like. You, it's survival. You hundred people drop on like an island. Last man left wins, right? Played Fortnite before. So it's super easy for them to do a mode where everyone deposits five dollars on from their credit card or whatever, right? And then the the winner gets five hundred dollars or four ninety five, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to do any kind of microtransactions or anything. It's literally just a a pot a, a pot that you win. Um, I think that would be wildly popular. They could take like 10% off the top, 15% off the top. They've absolutely thought about this. Their issue is they got to like KYC each individual person, make sure they're like legal age. Is gambling legal in their country? Does this classify as gambling or is it a skill-based game? All these different stuff. 
they're like, nah, well, we're better off just settling you like this $10 costume, right? right? This dance move. Yeah. So, so the hurdle here isn't, so you could do it with the traditional system. If, if you're going to follow regs, you could do it with this traditional system as it is. Uh, and so that's, that's a real hurdle. So you need like some like anonymous indie type person who like drops an APK online, uh, or, you know, drops an EXE, drops some kind of game file online, whether that's for computer or mobile, that enables this without KYC that anyone can play. Yeah. And somebody actually brought that up, like, in the thread after the Ben I read. They're like, I love the thought experiment, but this is really only going to enable, uh, be best, like, uh, applied to, to illegal type situations or situations that are uh, banned in, in your typical western first world country um but even with that being said though like thinking about bitcoin adoption long term and this is a great trojan horse for adoption especially if you get gamers if the indie game uh community is able to like implement lightning and sort of prove out the use case for this uh maybe gamers start demanding like that they are able to compete for satoshis because they recognize the upwards potential of bitcoin's future valuation and they don't want to like put money on a platform with a credit card and just use that they'd rather win satoshis and maybe hodl i mean i mean once we get to that level where people prefer bitcoin you know we've made it that's so of course right but yes but but i'm thinking like adoption like who's going to be playing these games younger generations like they probably will innately get bitcoin more than anybody so maybe but gaming, you think they would rather like bitcoin than v bucks I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not as involved in that culture as I should be to make a, an educated uh, response to that question. I play way too many video games. I, I haven't gamed and it, I am, like hard in a while. I am. I would not call myself a degenerate gambler. Definitely not a degenerate. Um, but I do have a bit of a gambling problem. Uh, See, I, so I'm I would hap- love to mix those two worlds and I'm extremely competitive. So like if I could mix those two worlds together and make like a little bit of money playing video games like that'd be pretty badass. Am I fortunate that I never caught the gambling bug? It's like really never been like uh, appeased me at all. I mean, you got a little bit of it in you because you're a hodler. So like I feel like if you're in Bitcoin, you're a bit of a gambler to begin with. That's true. But sports betting, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I made one sports bet in my life, junior year in high school. Ten dollars, the Eagles would cover against the Patriots. They really, won. that's it. That's, that's it. the only time you've ever won it. Did they cover? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they covered. Good. I won. I like it. You just went out on top. You're like 100 <laughs> percent, baby. Um, yeah, I mean, I I stopped sports betting. Sports betting was one of the reasons I I one of the ways that I discovered realized immediately like the the purpose of Bitcoin, because they tried to block all of our. Like I had money stuck on an account. Or yeah, I mean, this is a good history lesson. Bitcoin. That was probably like. A I lot still of- have that money stuck on that account. I think I don't think it, they never like allowed Bitcoin withdrawals. But I was like, but if they did, that's well known in the it. online gambling world. What, they call it Black Friday or something, where everybody got like yeah, cross the board banned. But yeah, day. they went with the payment processors was the way they stopped them. Yeah, because they couldn't actually go for the sites. Yeah. Um, no, but staying on Lightning, another Lightning uh, sort of news item this week, uh, our boy Grubles, not at not Grubles, G-R-U-B-L-E-S, on Twitter, 
uh, share, I guess he's running, he works for Blockstream, very involved with their satellite API and sort of expanding the satellite API. And he was scanning uh, sort of the uh, record. Receiving. Yeah, he was receiving messages uh, from the satellite and he noticed that somebody... We don't know, we can't confirm this, but somebody claiming to be uh, an individual from a post-Soviet state keeping a journal using the Lightning Network and the Blockstream Satellite API to send uh, basically completely anonymous messages that nobody could trace. And sort of, I described it, I wrote about it in the newsletter as well, and described it as somebody exploring the edge of a cypherpunk future that the rest of humanity doesn't even know exists yet. Do you have any comments, Matt? I just poured myself some more scotch. Uh, first of all, I love... Grubles is awesome. And I, I love his display name because he makes you have to say, Grubles, who's at not Grubles <laughs> on Twitter. But um, yeah, so this message was... I mean, it was just like badass to read, right? It got you like all all, all pumped up. Like, this is why we do it. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was like a message in a bottle type. Exactly. Type type deal through a satellite to where Grubles is located. I'm not going to like dock. Like, I don't know exactly where he's located, but for my observational skills somewhere in America. So, like, that's pretty badass. And, like, it that went out to everyone who's receiving data. You could just, all the data is just coming down from the Blockstream satellite satellites so if you just if you're set up for receiving you're getting a stream of data and these messages yeah if you're able to see the radio radio waves correct coming from the satellite yes yeah if you're able to receive the radio waves and if they hit your area of the world you can receive these messages which are encrypted you don't know where they came from uh which is it may not seem that well you might be able to like put two and two with the lightning payment or something i'm not yeah you might be yeah there's some you know i wouldn't say complete you can do it anonymously yes it would take some effort you can do it anonymously yeah i haven't Um, actually played around with it. i really want to that'd be really badass but for you freaks who sort of can't grasp the gravity of this i would say like so somebody in china who lives under the great firewall of china in particular from an internet service provider perspective uh like an area where they're not allowed to search about the tiananmen square massacre or something like that uh, and if they were to, they'd number one be arrested, and number two wouldn't find anything. Um, somebody could relay information about this via the Blockstream satellite sending messages via Lightning. And so, so the key here is like we already had satellites that could send things, mm-hmm. right? The key here is that anyone now can broadcast to the satellite network and transmit whatever they want for a microtransaction with Lightning Network. Yeah. Right. That's the key is that there's an API here where they can send they can send the, the goods and, and they can pay for it with with an uncensorable censorship resistant network. I uh, found myself in a in a like a philosophical quandary because uh, I described uh, the use of this lightning network and satellite API sort of use case as free speech. But is it really free speech? You get to pay a microtransaction like. This is just like some high thought I had. I mean, I think free speech can have a cost. Right? Yeah. <laughs> free speech always has a cost. Um, you, yeah, like a, a fraction of a penny uh, negligible to co- be considered free speech. This is like something. Yeah, I, like, guess, I guess it's not truly free, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's, 
free speech enabling technology, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's I guess would be the proper term. That's a pretty funny rabbit hole, though. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is this block street. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure this is testnet. So he actually paid nothing. It was testnet. Yeah. Yeah. So he so he block actually paid nothing like, to do it. Yeah. And then the second thing is Blockstream free of charge also sends down Bitcoin blocks. So you you can run a, I guess, a fully validating node without an internet connection. Yeah, and I, I think it might have been Garubles too, who was showing data of the speed of transmission with the satellite. And it's actually faster than internet in some cases. Well, yeah, it matters how fast your internet is. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But and it's a nice little redundant thing. Like we were talking about like the potential of like eclipse attacks with the etc blockchain like did coinbase's nodes get surrounded basically and getting fed bad information which wasn't the case it turned out but like if you also are connected to the satellite you can confirm that you're getting the same block because the problem is if you're only getting the blocks from the satellite like you're trusting you know blockstream to be sending Mm -hmm. the right stuff the idea is they they hope that other companies will do similar things so you can have your satellite hooked up to like four different feeds coming in yeah and then you're you have you're trusting that they're not all colluding. Yeah. No, and people are like, oh, Blockstream, Bilderberg X, uh, centralization. It's like somebody's got to prove the use case. We've said this before, um, and I'm happy that they're proving this use case. Holy shit! There's some uh, like, who knows? The post-Soviet guy sending journal messages every day could be a psyop. I just but, like. I mean, it could be advertising. Even like, if, yeah, it could exactly. Have been, even if it's it could advertising, Rubles who did it, <laughs> right? You know? I, uh, I just. I thought it was funny because when we talked about this the first time on RHR, I was like, yeah, you could have like weather sensors like in the Antarctic that 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 are paying to send the information back. Like that was my first thought or whatever. And like this like live journal thing kind of is really cool. Right. It's like, like a, I just, it's it's like so a secret or really... yik yak, but like on a global scale. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So. I mean, and people shit on Lightning, but it seems like the growth uh, and the innovation, the speed of innovation is is just accelerating. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just really, especially with jet lag, it's really hard to keep up with it all. What's jet lag feel like? How would you describe it if you had to like say it in like a few sentences? Well, like I was talking about it yesterday. When I when you try and sleep, you're like exhausted, but you can't sleep because your body's like all fucked up. And it kind of felt like like if you lay in bed on shrooms, like you just like the second you lay down, your mind raced even more. Like, and then you got up, and then you're like kind of exhausted. But then you you lay back down, and you just can't fucking fall asleep. And like my appetite is all fucked up. That sucks. I get like hungry at like the weirdest times of day. Do you think like massively you're, hungry? Do you think you'll recover soon? Yeah, I think the scotch is helping. This is my first drink since since I got back. Well, I'm glad to be sharing it with you. Yeah. Um, Likewise, Marty. Likewise. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, we don't know if this is true. We weren't able to con- confirm this. The block wrote about it. Uh, regardless if it's true or not, I think it's a good topic to bring up just so you freaks out there know uh, the vulnerabilities that exist out there. This is particular story uh, is about uh, exchanges that were hacked. Uh, they basically... Uh, Bitrex, I believe Binance was on the list. Again, can't confirm this, but the story goes uh, somebody hacked their servers, got access to personal information of the users of those exchanges, including passport information, social security numbers, 
other personal uh, information uh, and somebody is selling it on the dark market like in mass for like $10 a pop. Um, again, can't confirm, but this it is important to know that this vulnerability does exist if you are sharing your passport information, your social security information with these exchanges. Just know that they are honeypots uh, of information that are huge targets for hackers. Counterpoint, like so is the U.S. government, right? Like there, but didn't like the IRS lose a ton of stuff? Equifax, which is a third party, right? That, oh, Equifax said every, but I think the IRS also lost a bunch like a couple of years later. But yeah, Equifax is even worse. I forgot about that. They already have my social security number and every single other social security number because they all got dumped. But what if they want to know people that own crypto specifically? No, I know. I agree. I mean, KYC is a security hole, right? First of all, this is completely unconfirmed. We were like trying to confirm it. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure this is all based on a on a CryptoCoin news report. And they're like a horrible, horrible website. Like, really, no one should ever go there or ever use it. as. A, but it got picked up by some other people as well. And they started talking about it. But I'm pretty sure it all just comes back to this one report. Like, really, no one should ever use that website. It's just a really, really yeah, horrible Spammy. source of information. Yeah. But that being said, this is a good learning time to make a learning point, right? Yeah, exactly. That, like, KYC is a security hole. It does more harm than it's good. As these leaks happen, it's less effective because they'll just open up accounts with bought credentials. So it's not even like, you know, I, I the most recent hack um i said something like all oh, right the etc from the most recent reorg went through binance and i mentioned on i was like that we should be able to find out who the person is if they really want to by just finding out from binance because binance has a withdrawal limit if you're not kyc'd and someone pointed out which they made a good point that they could just be using a hacked account or or fake KYC credentials, and then you're just looking at a victim. Then they just washed it through a victim's account. And that would make more sense. It's yeah. crazy. So it's not even effective. It's not even that effective, and it just puts us all at risk. Um, and I don't trust these companies to actually protect our stuff. No, neither do I. And can you blame them either? That's such a burden to put on these companies, number one. Well, this wasn't... They didn't even... They offloaded the burden. If the alleged report is correct, it was like the third-party pro- KYC processing company that got hacked. Really? Yeah, it wasn't even the... That's what the CCN report says. It says that they like outsourced their KYC to a third party because they were like, this is too much of a burden. And then that company got fucked. <sighs> and this is pervasive, dude. Like, This is a big problem. Like, how do you, like, is this solvable? Well, this is what, you know, Bitcoin gives us that other path, right? Yeah. But you need to get into the system in the first place. Yeah. But, like, once, like, in a post-Bitcoin world, KYC is unenforceable. Yeah. And we it, just You just got to seed the system first. Exactly, but... And, like, uh, you can't enforce KYC on mining. That's one of the beauties of mining, right? You can in a, in a POS system, you can enforce KYC system-wide. Listen, you're... In a POW world, you can't. You're talking to somebody who completely agrees with you, but I do think there is a PR battle that we face. Like, people think that KYC is for the good. Like, they're, again, like, uh, Chris Dan in the episode I uh, of Tales from the Crypt interview that I dropped yesterday... 
that was a lot of that episode was talking about like media framing and framing of conversations and debates in particular and the kyc debate is framed in such a way that uh, people want the safety of aml kyc because of, they're worried about drug dealers and criminals and terrorists laundering money and what we've come to find is that these people launder money through the banks anyway like who what? just deutsche bank just got fined and cash doesn't have kyc cash app no like the actual oh, yeah. green dollar bill yeah obviously but like they're trying to get rid of cash so yeah um yeah i mean look at like the patriot act like there's a whole especially if you have like some kind of um major event or catastrophe you can always frame these things to push them through like governments tend to become more dominant over time like of their people over time um and take more rights away and then and then all this technology enables them to do it right there's a huge huge surveillance world like i when i was on the podcast with pete he said to me matt do you ever worry like uh he he brought up um sorry about pete mccormick yeah he brought up uh some he brought up a quote that was i forget who said it tim may tim may yeah tim may said it mm-hmm. um that if if we go down the wrong path we end up in like a horrible horrible result mm-hmm. and i think that really that result is inevitable without bitcoin regardless so so even though it is true that if 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 we go down the wrong path here with bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general um we could end up with a way more surveilled society financially. But I think without Bitcoin, you end up in that situation regardless. Like yeah. that's the direction we're going in. No, this is actually a great uh, segue into the next topic, which is uh, Taproot. Uh, Aaron Van Weirdom from Bitcoin Magazine. Shout out Aaron. Shout out Bitcoin Magazine. Always putting out high quality content. Uh, Aaron in particular is very astute at breaking down very complex topics uh, in regards to Bitcoin protocol development. And in his latest piece, he broke down Taproot, Mass, Schnorr, uh, and pay, and pay to uh, script hash signatures. And we highly recommend that you check it out. And it, it relates to what Matt was just talking about because it would uh, make Bitcoin a lot more fungible at the protocol level and sort of fuck up... Uh, a lot of the tracking abilities uh, that could potentially lead to a dystopian future in Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, it'd be a pretty huge upgrade. Um, we need as much privacy as possible with these systems. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's fucking awesome. Everyone should definitely read this post. Yeah, and I'm not even going to try to like explain uh, what Aaron uh like the the depth of the article and explain what mast and schnorr and taproot are but it, it is crazy uh like the depth to which these bitcoin developers go to figure out ways to to make this stuff work like it is an intricate uh process uh, taproot or an intricate sort of scheme um taproot is that you like greg maxwell found ingenious ways to sort of combine a bunch of things to to make Bitcoin scripting language better, number one, and then more fungible and more efficient. So um, definitely go check out that article. Learn about the potential 
upgrades that be, that can be coming and know that like this is just one proposal of many so that's actually probably what we should talk about is the packaging of these upgrades so this is just one way to do it um the the main drive of which is to get schnorr implemented i would i would argue right that's like the at the base level as a as a soft fork yes um yeah i mean all these improvements are designed to to make bitcoin more private and and more efficient those are the, the two key cornerstones and to do it in, in as conservative a way as possible, like Schnorr has been tested now pretty heavily. Decades. Um, and, you know, that's really, that's what it's about. So everyone should definitely give this uh, this post a read and they should follow Aaron because he's one of the best in the space. He really is. Shout out to Bitcoin Magazine too. Big fan of them. Um, always putting out quality content and they're back on a Bitcoin focus, which I'm a big fan of. Um, you put this on the list, Georgia and Bitfury. This was this was a big rumbling on Twitter today. This is pretty cool. Nick brought this to our attention. Nick Carter. Yeah. Um. So it looks like Georgia. I tweeted it out. Ali Yakta S. The die have been cast. It looks like they might be the first nation state to sort of subsidize Bitcoin mining in particular, or at least, uh, from a tax perspective. Yes. Like known. Yes. Because like Venezuela is is straight up mining themselves. Like ninety nine percent sure they've never officially admitted it. Yeah, me, like they're definitely doing that. Let me yeah. pull the quote up here. So Georgia is Georgia, the country, not the state. Um, is they have really cheap electric uh, energy costs, and they've been subsidizing Bitfury with no taxes, like just basically no taxes, cheap ass land. I, right? What does your quote say? Said as soon as Bitfury opened its doors, Georgia created free economic zones where mining activities and electricity weren't taxed. When Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies were exchanged for dollars or pounds, Georgia treated the exchange as an export exempt from value added taxes so Bitfury could keep every penny of earnings. And there was like an investment there. Um, I, what technically it wasn't an investment, it was a loan of $10 million by one of like the higher ups in the government to Bitfury in the beginning. So there's like. Even though there's no official taxes, there's probably different pay schemes that are involved to enrich certain people here, right? So, like, let's not pretend that Bitfury is getting away scot-free. Like, uh, I was having this conversation on Twitter, and people were trying to take the negative angle with this. And I think, long-term, it's a bad assumption to make that there's no taxes. Of course, there's going to be... Hidden taxes. And, and low taxes, right? But they'll just be at a competitive rate. Um, they're, they're located on land, like in your country. You know, you, you have the army there and whatnot. So there's, there's, it's a protection racket to a bit, but you got to pay something, right? Um, and, and so countries that want to foster this now are going to give even better breaks now, right? And then they'll raise a little bit in the future. Yeah. Um, and it gives them... If this becomes what we think it'll become, Bitcoin, it's a strategic reserve, right? It's like having major gold mines in your country or major oil reserves in your country, having this kind of facility set up. They do R&D and everything. Yeah, and getting in this early so you can... Well... Uh the block reward subsidy is still considerably high compared to what it will be a few decades from now. 
In like five years, they're going to be like, it was huge. <laughs> it was huge. It was huge. I was telling you, you guys don't even know. The block reward was huge back in the day. I remember what it was, 25 Bitcoin. <laughs> back in my day. Um, yeah, so keep an eye on that. And Nick, actually, in this thread, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, link to Nick's thread. Um, but he, he made a prediction a year ago in April 2018, April 12th, 2018, probably less than 12 months until nation state announces a special crypto economic zone. Basically called it out word for word. Georgia announced that. So shout out, Nick. Very good prediction. Came true. Um, we'll see who's next. I wonder who it will be. I mean, you got to play ball. Otherwise, you you start to fall behind. The only winning move is to play. I really, I really hope America doesn't uh, misstep here. Let's, Let's not fuck this up, America. I have faith. I have faith we won't. Um, this is probably not going to be, uh, uh, you guys probably aren't going to like that. I just said, I have faith. And then I'm saying this topic, the ETF was the night again, officially. Um, no, it wasn't it was actually pulled off the table. CBOE it pulled it off the table. Yeah. Van Eck CBOE pulled it off. Yeah. Which I, yeah. And which means they knew it was going to get denied. <laughs> yeah. Well, Otherwise you don't pull it off. If there's like. Right? Like, you have 15% chance. They already knew it was a long shot. If you have, like, a decent chance of going, you're going to still just risk it. Did the shutdown play into it? That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. I th- is the shutdown officially over? Is this true? No, it's not. I thought they announced this afternoon. I think, really? I think you might have missed it, yeah. At least temporary. I don't know what the fuck's going There's on. There's no way. There's no way. Um, if I was a betting man, I would have bet on it. I think it's open at least temporarily. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, I... I, did you see the news about the IRS? Like 15,000 people or something ridiculous didn't show up? Yeah, apparently the they IRS can't go is on striking. Strike. They can't go on strike, so they're all sick or something. Yeah, they're all on sick yeah. leave. Um, I think that's the FAA had that problem too today. Yeah. But anyway, what what were you talking about here? We were talking, oh, the ETF. No, not the ETF. Yeah, we were talking about the ETF. Yes, we were. And BACT also got delayed, but we talked about that last week. Yeah. That wasn't recent. Don't hold your breath, freaks. This shit's been coming for five yeah, years. Yeah, the ETF is... This was like, it was still a long shot, but it was our best shot. This was the one they intentionally made it like super expensive. You had to pay like 250k a share or something like that to keep out like the nor- the normal retail. Um, everything was based on OTC prices. They set up a whole OTC index for it and everything. Yeah. Um, so they tried to go above and beyond. So this was like our our best shot. Um, but you know, it'll come when it comes. Anyone who wants access to Bitcoin can get access to it right now. Right. You know, even if you want like a full custodial like ETF style option, like you have Robinhood, you can just yeah do Robinhood. No. And again, to sort of highlight the signal against the noise, like the ETF, yeah, it would be great. But really look for the developments around Lightning, like the use cases being enabled there. Uh, Georgia setting up these economic zones is probably uh, a better uh better narratives and stories to focus on because I think they'll have a larger overall impact in the long run. I just think this is like kind of significant one because if I remember correctly, like the ETF narrative was really like that trigger in what, like late 2016, early 2017. We got, we had like two big ones. I think it was like the Winklevoss was one of them mm-hmm. and they, they got like, we like pumped up to the announcement and then they got denied and then we dropped a little bit and then we pumped again. Um, 
Bitcoin was primed to pump anyway with like having and 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 restriction of supply and whatnot. But that narrative was like a major narrative that led into that whole 2017. Mess. Oh, totally. But I think the narrative of people actually using Bitcoin via microtransactions to accumulate satoshis, like in gaming, is such a sexier like road to adoption than ETFs just buying a bunch of supply and holding it. Both will probably happen, but that's just my two two satoshis. Yeah, I mean, it does. It definitely feels like very twenty thirteen esque. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to bring up? I just had something in my mind here. Oh, uh, what I wrote about in the bed today. Um, Adam Back basically gave a history of all the uh, iterations of digital cash that came before Bitcoin and why they failed. And basically explained that um, the inability to uh, control the the supply the supply inflation without a central authority sort of plagued the digital currency digital cash space until Satoshi came up with uh, Bitcoin based on proof of work with a difficulty adjustment. With the difficulty adjustment being probably the crux and the most important part of the incentive system. So um, definitely check that out if you haven't read the bent yet today. Uh, the difficulty adjustment is a very unher- unheralded, beautiful uh, feat of human ingenuity, I would argue. He used the words inflation control. Yes. was the big uh, innovation. Yeah. No, it was a nice little trail down history. Yeah. Um, trail down Adam Back's memory lane. I... That history is is super fascinating, and like everyone should read, uh, like as much as possible about 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 everything that led up to it. It's it, especially if you fall prey to the narrative that like Bitcoin is the MySpace of digital currencies and stuff. Like the stuff has been worked on for decades now. At this point, it was a long time coming. Yeah, very long time coming. Um, no, so I thought that thread was was pretty cool. Um, wrote about it today. A lot of exciting things happened. Like like I said, we talked in the beginning of the episode, price is dead. It's been in this range-bound uh, sort of situation for the last few weeks at least. Things are very boring right now. Things are very quiet. Crypto Twitter. Let's talk about crypto Twitter a little bit. It's been uh, very, very it's volatile. truly bear market Yeah, right? You know, I... People snapping at each other, man. I was like, this whole time I was like, it's not that bad. It's going to have to get worse. It's going to have to get worse. Like, like engagement seems like pretty good. Everyone seems pretty friendly ish. And then it just like really took a dive. Like, like I expected it to get worse. And then finally, when I was like, wow, maybe it won't actually get worse. Maybe like we're adding more new people still, even though it's a bear market. Cause it's like a bigger pool, um, like a different stage. And then it just recently, Dang. it just fucking got bad. Yeah, and man. like people are losing it. They're like, there's, there's rage quit watch going on. A lot of bored people out there would argue like if, and I'm guilty of this too. If you don't, I'm, I mean, I contribute to it every once in a while. Twitter's incentives are designed to troll people. So you can't, yeah. you know, but then you, you're losing money. Everything's going to shit. It's kind of boring like you're losing money with like low volatility. So you're not even like all the traders are bored. You can't go up or down. So you're like trying to do like the high leverage. It's just, 
you know, just take a step away from the computer, take a step away from the phone, take a walk, uninstall the Twitter app from your phone. And, uh, you just like, remember why we're all here or like why most of us are here. I hope. Yeah. And, uh, it can be boring for a while. You got to have the long-term view with this shit. The only, all this, all this shit is just straight up gambling except for the long-term Bitcoin hold. The long-term Bitcoin hold, I'll just be, like, insanely bullish about all the fucking time. And, like, people can think I'm crazy about that, but I think that's just, like, the best risk-reward ratio that, like, people will ever see in their lifetime. Uh, But everything else is just straight-up degenerate gambling. Yeah, I would agree. Bitcoin is getting us back to uh, a sense of reality in this world, Uh, objective truth, which I would argue... uh, the human race is becoming more disconnected from truth in the modern age. I I think that's like a, I don't like that meme. I like it. I think we have more access to truth than we ever had before. Right. And we have more access to all the horrible shit that, that we didn't, you know, and, and, and propaganda stuff. I agree. But to understand that, I would argue you need to be able to critical think, critically think, excuse me. And I don't think a lot of people are, thinking too critically these this in this day and age look at this podcast this podcast we can hit like it's podcasts people don't think about are a very open platform we can hit all these different apps on all these different devices people around the world can listen to us just fucking shoot the shit drink some scotch on a friday and talk about all this real shit and that was never possible before i agree i agree i would just think this is not as popular i think it's getting better I would argue that, but uh, I think a vast majority of people are still stuck in uh, anachronistic ways, I would argue. Okay, I, I can agree with that. I'm optimistic. I'm ever optimistic. It's just that little light a fire under your asses out there. You guys that are, you freaks that are listening are thinking critically, obviously, so. Um, that's the last topic that I had to talk about. Is there anything else you want to riff off? What else happened this week? I don't know. Do we want to? You look tired, bro. I'm so tired. You look like you're about to pass out. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just happy to be in front of you. Be back, you know, be back here making the groove go. Yeah. I'm making these Friday apps too. They're fun. Um, any cultural lessons from Hong Kong you want to imbue on the crowd? What was your favorite part? So they're doing massive, massive reclamation. What do you mean? Out there, like land reclamation, where they just basically, you know, they just wall off a portion of the of the water and then they dredge all the water out and then they I don't know if dredge is the right term, and then they just fill it it's back right up term. and then they So so people who had waterfront property twenty years ago are like 150 feet from the water Holy like shit. i went to the the hotel my grandmother got married at it's called the peninsula hotel um it's in kowloon it's not on hong kong island and right in front of it there's this huge balcony area and that's where she got married and right in front of it there's just like a massive six lane highway and i was like you know what's going on here and she's like she's like matt like when we got married here like it was on the water. The water was right in front of this balcony. 
and it was called the Peninsula Hotel because it was on a peninsula. <laughs> and now it's like 250 feet from from the water. It's pretty crazy. So they're manufacturing land. Interesting. But it's not so scarce, right? No. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was... and But they're running out of... They, if they want the harbor to still be there, they can't, like, reclaim that much more. Right. But, like, we did massive here, too. Like, I don't know if you ever saw, like, the Boston maps. Like, um, it's sitting on, like, all where there used to be water. It's, like, not. pretty crazy. Like, all the really built-up parts are all... Interesting. And, like, Battery Park in New York is yep. all reclaimed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've never thought of that. But it's, like, extra massive in Hong Kong and extra recent, which was pretty crazy. Are you going to let us know when uh, we can access the documentary? I don't know. I, I, yes, I guess. I guess I, I, someone's going to probably dox it anyway. Oh, uh, never mind. We'll see. We won't chase it down. We'll see. I, they don't know how long it's going to take them to come out with it. I was like, I'm like, I said to them as I was leaving, I was like, I'm really looking forward to seeing the documentary. And they like chuckled, you know, like it wasn't coming for a really long time. And they were hoping it was actually going to happen. So we'll see. Well, I hope you had fun. It's glad to have you back. Uh, face-to-face is much preferred to uh, uh, Signal call while recording locally. Yeah, I think in hindsight, Signal was probably the worst idea because I think they blocked that extra amounts or something. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. It well, worked out. Wouldn't surprise it me. It came out pretty good. I listened to it. It, it wasn't that bad. I'm glad we recorded. Lo- that was my first time recording locally. I bought a mic for you guys, and I recorded it locally, and I didn't fuck it up. We're there step- was like a pretty high chance that like, I didn't record the, that I didn't record like any of it. That the whole thing just wasn't recorded after it was all said and done. <laughs> right? Like that was like a fifteen percent chance, something like that. Yeah. We just we would have just posted the one sided uh <laughs> just you talking to yourself. Just me talking to myself. That would have been funny. That would have been a classic. What was Matt saying? I don't know. We'll never know. What the was lo- he saying? The lost dude? tapes. Can you hear me, dude? Um Yeah. That's all we got for this week, freaks. Shout out to our sponsor, Honey Miner. Go to honeyminer.com slash labs. You Linux users, they're uh, they're looking out for you. Um, that's all I got this week, freaks. Matt? Tell Murad you're excited for his episode next week. Murad, can't wait for next week, bro. We're going to uh, enjoy some steak and, and talk Bitcoin. Always exciting. Cheers, guys. Peace and love.